Happy 4th of July, people. I hope you had a good one. It was a safe one. And uh, enjoyed all those fireworks. Uh, we moved to New Hampshire. Or I should say this part of New Hampshire. And uh, we were told when we got here that they care about only a few things. Uh, fireworks, cannons, 4th of July, and Halloween. This town is just bonkers about these things. <laughs> crazy uh episode two is live i hope you enjoy it uh i hope you enjoyed episode one uh as i said before just had a great time talking with will uh just a good dude and uh we get down to some serious subjects that uh people don't normally talk about <laughs> uh so i hope you really enjoy it and uh, please shoot me a message let me know what you think of course brendan at dads or on any of the socials you know hit me up all right Thanks for listening. Dads Worldwide. The first word in family management, family budgeting, insurance, bills, food, vacations, research and development, homework, emails, phone calls. Last week we tried to do an oil change and ended up with a new car. Security. Doors are locked. Windows shut. House alarm is set. Fingerless gloves. Dads worldwide. Loyal listeners, possibly you. All right. So, uh, working the checkpoint down in uh, Alamogordo, New Mexico, uh, U.S. Border Patrol, and uh, we pulled over a truck, uh, put it into secondary. Uh, the dog hit on the truck. Uh, so, we get the driver out and a uh, black guy, and uh, myself and a Hispanic uh, agent are watching him and he's on the phone and he's sticking his hands in his pockets. Two things that law enforcement doesn't really want you to do right. when they're trying to watch you. So I, I let him keep his phone on him, but I told him like, Hey man, can you just not put your hands in your pockets, please? Right. And that's literally what I said to him. And he said, you asked me that cause I'm black. <laughs> to, to, you should have seen my jaw. It hit the floor. Like it didn't even it, like it didn't even dawn on me like that like I knew he was black like I'm not like, like I'm colorblind to people like, no I knew he was black like but like it's just one of those things so like in law enforcement they teach you like hands hands kill like if you can't see the hands like yep you know what I mean so so, so uh, I I dude I was floored I did I I couldn't even speak. <laughs> my part, my partner was like, "Hey, man, like they're just gonna run the truck real quick, and then you'll be out of here. Just keep your hands in your pockets." All right, right. But I was pissed. So not only was I like taken aback by it, but I was really mad. And I'm sure I've told this story on the podcast before, but like it's it's really one of those formative times in my adult life where I was just like blown away by like someone who was. I mean, he said that to me because I'm white. Right, right, right. So, is that is that reverse racism? Is it? Is well, it I mean, it's like, just racism, right? Like it's right. it's just racism. Like it, right. like you're just judging someone on the color of their skin. Like to me, that's just so. Like this is this is so how like, I, I was I was floored, but I told him like I finally like we let him go, and I was just like, hey man, like 
just so you know, like, I don't care what color you are. Like, if you're purple, you're green, you're Asian, you're whatever race you were. Like, hey, let me tell you something about that. Right me. Like, I was floored yeah. by him. And he said, oh, man, we're cool. And hey. I'm like, I don't know if we're cool. Because, like, <laughs> really I'm going to tell, tell you this, man. Yeah. I, and, and and this is what a lot of uh, white people don't understand. This is something that we only, like, my homegirl says it's, Having uh, what, having out having inside conversations outside. This is yeah. what this is one thing that you guys don't. We'll never tell you, but I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> when <laughs> we when we hear a white person say, "Hey, man, I don't care if you're green, purple, blue," we, that <laughs> pisses us off even more because <laughs> they're literally <laughs> right but there's literally no purple green people yeah, like it's true yeah, yeah, yeah so so to I us mean, I, started, like, I started with black white and went with purple i know i, I know and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and but it still it still does something to us but see, I understand that. Yeah. this is what the, what i'd like what i try and do is i try to keep race out of it because one thing that we all are as humans is prejudiced. Mm -hmm. That's what I call it because we're all prejudiced about something. It's, it doesn't matter what color you are, what your culture is, you're, you prejudge something about everybody, whether it's, oh snap, this homeless guy, uh, I, can't, I can't walk by him because he might try and rob me. No, he won't. You, he's wondering why people keep passing him and he, he clearly needs a job and it's saying we'll work for food, but nobody, everybody's still treating him like a piece of shit because we're prejudging. So when, when, so when, when you're in that situation to give yourself some stress relief, it's like, okay, he's prejudging me. He's not really being racist. And if you get into it with somebody that happens to be a different color than you are, you can even tell them if they try and pull that race card, like, no, nah, uh -uh, no. First of all, I'm Border Patrol and I'm prejudging you based on this situa situation yeah. because this is, you know what I'm saying? So you can call me prejudiced and I can't run from that. But it has nothing to do with what color you are. It, it has to do with whether or not with law and crime. So if you're breaking the law, no matter who you are, I gotta, I gotta enforce this on you. But I think that as a society, if we were able to do that, cause some things are racist, but racism, and this is another reason why I love Colin Quinn, because he's the one I got this from. Racism is systemic. Prejudice is personal. So he, he gave the example of uh, a German being in a deli and a German person running, running the deli and a white person jumps in front of a line of a black person. He was like, he's going to be like, hey, hey, hey that, that colored lady was in front of you. See, he's being prejudiced, but he's also being fair. You know what I'm saying? He's he's calling out the, the color. And he's probably even he probably even treats that black lady differently. And yeah. you know what I'm saying? But at right now, it's not a system. The racism is really when you get into, oh, um, if me and you go apply for the same loan, you're nine times out of nine and a half times gonna be the one to get it, and we could be living the same life. That's that's racism, where it's like you can't really touch. 
racism. It's a system. It's it, it's set up for you to fail. That's a, does that stuff still happen? Yeah, but I don't think anything. And I just had this talk. I told my daughter this. Yeah. I, nothing is a hundred percent these days. It's almost like with the. Oh gun yeah, legislation is just a paper. Like equal opportunity says that if we go for the same job, but you're black, then you're going to get it. Right. Right. But, we're, we're equally qualified, but it's only a piece of paper. If if the dingleberry that's going to hire us is a douchebag and he doesn't like black people, then they're going to hire me. And right. They use whatever and, they're going to use whatever reason they want. Exactly. Right. Like and, and yeah. that's the system. And you, I think you saw it happen um, just like I did a few months ago with the NFL, with um, with that one black coach where Bill Belichick accidentally text him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Before he texts the other one, and he didn't even. He was like, "What?" Oh, the sorry f-? about that. <laughs> right, right. And it's like, okay, everybody wants to say that Bill Belichick is racist. No, he's not racist. He just pointed the, it out. <laughs> the system, the system of the, yeah. that the NFL has in place is 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 uh is racist. Yeah. But you can't. But even when you have a situation like Colin Kaepernick. The nobody wants to talk about that even because i used to get mad i went on a full-on boycott with the nfl with myself i wasn't out here picketing i was just like i'm not watching football no more this is foul like that's you know what i'm saying because to me and i just had this talk with the chick that i uh, was talking to that's how i was able to call golden state winning that series in six it had nothing to do with me being a golden state fan because i'm not i just understand politics and sports yeah. the way you know what i'm saying it has nothing to do about uh your favorite team who gives a fuck it's about who is the most marketable for the league that's why there's not going to be many sweeps you're going to have you know what i'm saying you, you you might have a sweep in the first round but most of these games after, after the second third and the finals it's going to be six or seven games period yeah because they need to make this revenue yeah they don't oh, want you to go one game two or two, three, three games like done yeah no. exactly so 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 when you have when you see when 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 I saw this is part uh, kind of going back to what we were talking about when we realized how much of a contradiction the world really is. When I couldn't convince black people to not watch football, that's when I knew, like, if I was Colin Kaepernick, if I was any civil rights leader, yeah. you know, what I'm saying I would not do it. I've said it many times on Instagram, like I'm not going to be a martyr for none of y'all because y'all don't care. You mm-hmm. just you just get fake outrage for a few moments. And then it's back to the same shit. No black person. Like it's it's, it's, my dad used to tell me this, even though he was in the Marines, he was like, are you sure you want to go to the army? Because a black man don't need to be in the military. It's the it's outside of prison. It's the closest thing to slavery because you're property. And you don't think about that if you're a patriot and you love your country. That's yeah. not why I went. I, I do love, love, I love your. I love your father. That he says. <laughs> you know what I mean. I love your father. No. That's awesome. It, it is. Man. It's they a lot of abuse and abuse you. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that as looking at professional athletes, you we we put, especially in America, we put we do this with celebrities. Period. We put mm-hmm. them on a pedestal. Oh, I know what you know. Yeah, and and then we tear them down, you yep. know what I'm saying? But we all want to live their life. But as soon as we see that they're living too good, we want to take them down a peg. It's like you can't have the cake and eat it too. You can't, you can't say 
you can't be mad at the NFL and say that, oh, what they're doing to Colin Kaepernick is wrong. And you watch every game every Sunday. You can't do that because your team is doing the same thing to its players that every team is doing to the players. They are all on a figurative plantation. The owners are the are the fucking slave masters. If you if you break a rule, you get punished. If you say something out of turn, you get punished. They take your money. You know what I'm saying? So they're living inside of a, a, a jail too, but because they have money, we expect them to take certain things when it's like you wouldn't take that at your job. You why would you expect them just because they're making millions of dollars to just shut up and play? Don't tell anybody that yeah. because I mean, I mean that could say for any league, right? Like any yeah, yeah, it's all sport. like I mean any sport. And and I don't think that goes but I don't think that goes race wise. Like I mean I think if anyone talks out about a team, like they're gonna get blackballed. Well, if you if it depends on the situation in the context around it, but, because but I'm not going to say like Colin Kaepernick is a wicked anomaly, right? Like he, but he right. like, but he flat out like protested like consistently. And I'm not saying what he did was wrong. Actually, I really don't care what he did. I think me the, either. I think the media blew that out of proportion and really what screwed him. Um, that's the he, point right there. Yeah, I mean, he, he was peacefully protesting. Like, I feel like there's nothing wrong with that. And whiny little bitches, oh, my flag. Woo. Like, right. I really like that. Just like, I'm like, like Bill Burr. Did you see what Bill Burr said about that? No, like, I, don't think, <laughs> oh, I probably did. I probably did. But, oh, man. And, and his and, and Paper Tiger. Oh, you go he, check out Paper Tiger. Like, the first dude. 15 minutes, he was like, he was like, people, when he would kneel, you know what I'm saying? People were like, man, my brother was, he watched 9-11 on television. How are you going to sit? He was like, he no one <laughs> no, no one told you not to love your country. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This isn't even about the flag or, um, you know what I'm saying? This is about police brutality. Yeah, but my, you know, and, and it was just all these things he was coming up with. He was like, yeah. people, people don't look at and, and uh, the, the real reason behind things and i'll tell you something sounds like a whole lot of selfishness when you say it that way you know what that's i mean that's exactly yeah. what it is like selfishness like oh it's all about me it's all no matter about- what color you are that's yeah. always what it is i got i i'll say this about uh the football shit real quick right mm-hmm. and then i'll talk about that will smith and uh the the chris rock shit no no i want to i want to ask one more question oh, so but go ahead yeah yeah, yeah. before we okay. get into that yeah yeah okay um uh, now the with the colin kaepernick situation yep um, what was cool to me is that this was not put in front of us like the media put everything else in front of us, but he, that wasn't even his idea. Colin Kaepernick has like one of his closest friends is a white dude that was at that time, he was in the military and Colin was talking to him. He was like, I don't know, like, I I, I want to do something but I don't want to like make a scene about it. I, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to be like an activist, but what can I do? He was and his white friend that was in the military told hey, him, why don't you, why don't you just a, take a knee? Steelers lineman. No, 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 no. This was some, no, it, no, this had, it was no, there wasn't somebody in football that told him to do this. Oh, this, hey, this I thought, was, yeah. No, nah, this was, and that's why we never heard it. I, it, I had to hear Colin Kaepernick say it and actually have the dude sitting oh, next to him okay. in the interview. Yeah. The dude told him, he was like, he was like, I don't 
I don't think you should do any of those things. But if you go out there and you just take a knee, it's an individual protest. And if they ask you why you took a knee, then you tell them what's up. But if they don't say anything, just that's your personal shit. And it turned into everything it turned into. And nobody really wanted to hear the real reason. This was about police brutality. And the police are here today at every football game. So this could happen right now today in front of us while we're playing. And I don't ha- and I don't feel comfortable about that. All, But see, these are perspectives in different contexts that if we don't have them to look through, we're always going to have what you just said. We're going to have that selfish thing. But even if I'm kneeling, how is that affecting you? Oh, yeah. It's not at all. Exactly. So yeah. is but ask your question, because I want to talk about. Um, oh, yeah. I, another I, another yeah, piece of. Sure. Um, OK, so the. <laughs> the kneeling thing, first off, like, again, like. It didn't matter right to anybody but like no i'm not saying it right um it it mattered to colin right that he was protesting right but did it really hurt anyone that he didn't stand for the pledge of allegiance or the you know or whatever the national anthem whatever whatever it was like did it really is it going to kill anyone like I, i like to me Okay, so one one of the reasons, well, like that, I think uh, we I respect you so much because we you posted a video of a man who was he put a Trump flag up at like a baseball game or something, mm-hmm. um, and this old man ended up getting punched in the face. Mm. I remember that. That was crowd, wild. And the crowd cheered, and you were like, "Oh, he got what he deserved. You should have left those people alone, or something like that." Like, and I was like, "Well, I think he was peacefully protesting." I was like, "I don't." Yes, could have been injured. This is when we got cool. And, this yeah, is when we got you were cool. like, and you. I don't know if I changed your mind, but you at least said, "You know what? I accept that." Like you, you put that out there. Like so, uh, when someone's willing to, like you know at least flip a little bit and admit that, you know, like, Oh, I see your point of view. Like I instantly knew like, Oh yeah. All right. This dude's cool. Like, so, so that's one of those things that he's peacefully protesting. Like, I don't, I don't understand what the big deal was. Like it was really blown out of proportion. Like I don't get it. But then the question comes that like, if the NFL team that he's playing for wants to make a rule that you stand up and salute well he's protesting like that's that's the whole point like, right like, right i, I can't do that because... yeah so that wasn't my point i just want to i, I want to throw that out there like i don't you know, know what? what he did like i feel like if you're not hurting anybody you should be able to protest like i don't care like that and, yeah it doesn't hurt and, my feelings. and i appreciate you pointing that out because i'll tell you right now that you definitely did change my perspective because that's that was what i wasn't paying attention to i was just i was being selfish <laughs> and i you know what i mean and i and i tell people like they think i'm an asshole but a lot of self uh evaluating goes on with me yeah. you know what i'm saying when i say things I, I saw something and i posted it a few weeks ago and you liked it you were one of the few people that liked it it was a uh, it, it said if you in a, if you were debating somebody and you can't pick out their strongest argument, you're not really listening. And if you 
can't pick out your weakest argument, you're not really debating. Yeah. You're you're just trying to you you you're just you know you know what I'm saying. There has and to one upping. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. And you're never gonna get anywhere like that because even with our like taking it back to being dads, there's gonna come a time when your kids challenge you on something and you're gonna have to check yourself and be like, Okay, do I wanna tell them to shut up right now because I'm their dad? Or, I'm the adult. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. yeah. Because because I've already had that situation with my daughter and and it was hard to tell her. I was like, you know what? That's a good point that you, you, I, and I can't argue oh. that. I, I, so, so in order to not be a walking contradiction, I'm going to acquiesce to this right now. You're, you, you won that, but that doesn't mean that you <laughs> win everything by default because you, you're saying you just had a real good argument and you're right. But, but, um, and, and I think it was that's something why, I, that's why I said to my kids, like, if you're going to say no to me, like, you better have a reason. Right. And it better be damn good because be look, good. and only do it at home. Don't don't yeah, do it in public. Because <laughs> I might throw you somewhere. <laughs> and now I'm in jail. Because he threw his kid over a roof. Why did he do that? But, no, but it's it, it's but these are things, Brendan, that this is why that's why I respect you because you can have these conversations and without conceding your argument. Because that's what I think people think you have to do when you when you debate with somebody. It's like, no, I don't have to change my my because it's big with men and women. Yeah. I've, I've had to I've had to really look at the way women view us to understand why they say the things that they say and then have to try and explain to them what we see and what we're dealing with, because, yeah. man, it was. It's it's too easy to just like we talked touched on it earlier, just because you don't like something I did does not make me toxic. Yeah, that's yeah. not what this is about. What this is, you know, what I'm saying now. Now you have triggers and people have done things to you. <laughs> Bill, Bill Burr says this, too. We cut everything. We personalize everything, but we cut everything against our own experiences. So I can say a joke in a joke setting in a comedy club and you can laugh at every single joke until this one. And now you're offended. You, you're, <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, I dealt with that in my, in my, in, in, uh, at my show. Dude, I, I can't wait to talk. I I would just want to ask one question before. Go we get, ahead, bro. I Go totally ahead. want to get to that. But so like systemic racism, I, I we hear that said all the time. Mm-hmm. It's a generalization to me. It's like saying that all white people are racist. Mm-hmm. Well, right? like like I, I and I'm not saying it doesn't exist. Okay, I know. I know. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I'm just saying like I don't understand. Right. So, I one I don't think all white people are racist. Like, uh, I don't think I'm a racist. They aren't. And um, you're not. It, yeah, and and like, I I know plenty of white people, and I know they just love people. Like, you know. So, like, okay. So we we we've barred that. We we've knocked that down. Okay. So, but then okay. So then the other generalization, and you're talking about prejudice, and I think a lot of that's based on stereotyping. And um, some stereotypes are the truth, and that's where I was gonna go with. <laughs> <I'm> sorry, <laughs> no, no, it's cool. No, no, no. Like I love macaroni and cheese. Okay, so um, 
No, I'm just <laughs> All white people love know, macaroni and cheese. Thought, who was that Tosh for? Was that Tosh for? No. It might have been. Dale Tosh does not He's get a enough credit. Oh, I love they, that guy. He my thought wife, he was racist. My wife hates him. I love him. But they thought he was racist for a while. And it's whatever. like, no. you, you can't make a joke against, like, uh, yeah, no, whatever. Yeah. But but go ahead, so make your point. No, no. Say what you well, it was just systemic. Like I, I don't understand that. To me, it's a generalization. Um, if you can, and but again, I'm not looking at it from your lens, right? Like mm-hmm. so, I don't see it. I don't feel it every day. I don't like. I don't run down the street, and you know, like people don't look at me like I shouldn't be there. So I don't see it. Um, you know what? I'm sorry. I mean, uh, no, go, no, 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 so, go ahead. because like, th- this is really just my point. Like to me, it's a generalization that, 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 that if you say systemic racism, okay, well, what system where okay. is it? The okay. government, is it, uh, is it, the, you know, is all police racist? No, you can't, you, to me, you, you just, you can't say, you can't say it that way because like, it's just not, it, it's not a truth. Like it's not a truth that you can provide me, you know, like, so it, it, it's a, it's a way you have to explain it. Yeah. Um, the way I try, and I don't even really try and explain it a lot, but huh? what works for me is is just like sexism. Sexism is systemic. It is easier for men to do certain things and harder for women. But that doesn't make it a blanket statement and mean that everything you know what I'm saying is okay. it's set yeah. up like that. So so number one, what I want to address is your 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 perspective is not flawed. You're not wrong. You're not crazy. I actually appreciate it. And I know a lot of people like myself when I say that. I mean, black people. Mm-hmm. That's why we call y'all allies, because you want to understand. You said something I don't see through your lens. So you're not trying to just manufacture this 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 statement to make me feel better no i don't get it explain it to me because i don't i don't see it there's nothing wrong with that so me in this position now i have an opportunity just like with gay people just like with trans people now it's a learning experience now it's my turn to to put aside my prejudice and be like okay my white friend really wants to understand how I feel as a black person. So I can't be, I can't explain it to you and say, Brennan, you're a dumbass. How the fuck do you not see that shit, bro? Like, no, I can't do that because that's just going to make you just like I said about that white dude earlier, that's going to can it forever. Now you're you're going to stop trying. You shut people down. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's dismissive. So, so what, what, uh, what the way I would explain it to you is always try and look at it because you you, you're blessed with two sons and a daughter and you have a wife Mm -hmm. so and anytime you're trying to figure out the systemic racism think about the sexism think about the things that your daughter and your wife would have to go through that you don't have to go through this is what i learned when women go to work they're, they have to, well, as soon as a woman walks out the house, they're being judged by everybody, men, old and young. They're being judged by other women. When they get to work, they have to dress a certain way, but there's a dress code. But what if they're thick and, they, and their clothes are tight fitting? Are they really out of dress code or do I just as a man need to 
keep my thoughts to myself. Is you know what I'm saying? They can't help that. They they always have to shrink themselves, especially black women, because if a black woman speaks up for herself, she's automatically the angry black woman. But it's like, but if she says nothing, and this is what we do to women in general as men, we be like. Why don't you stand up for yourself? And then as soon as they stand up for themselves, we like, shut the fuck up. You don't know what you're talking about. So that's a system that's in place that keeps them at a certain level. Yeah, they can still get jobs. Yeah, they can still make money. They can still do what they want. But there's there's still a glass ceiling there. That That's why it's called a glass ceiling, because sometimes we don't see it. But the system is clearly there. That's why they're mad at the patriarchy. You know what I'm saying? But if you can all that's that's how I can. Um, and, and then then you have to do this is when you when you go through something. I, I deal with this myself. The way I look at it is, OK, is this me feeling like I'm being tried right now? Or is this person really trying me right now? Because I could just be taking what they're saying the wrong way based on what's been said to me in my past. I've got triggers and I'm probably pretty shitty too. I've 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 done a little hurting. No one out here is perfect. Yeah. So you know what I mean? So it's all these factors that you have to take into consideration before we label anything with any word, because you're right. To, to me, what I feel like you were getting at is that if you just label everything racist, you're really not fixing anything. You're just you're just making it easier. Well, you're not identifying the real problem. Exactly. Right? And and it's and, you're making it easier for it to happen. And I worked with an old plumber, right? Like I'm a plumber right now. Um, and I, I worked with an old plumber who who I actually told my sister-in-law this joke. Not a joke, but uh, he's he's. <laughs> so we're working in this house and there was a, 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 a one of the carpenters who was a general contractor. It w was a, a black kid. And mm -hmm. he, he said, he called him the N word. And I was looking, I'm like, like what? Like, why would you say that? Right. And he's like, well, you know, uh, he started putting up this fight. So I, I was working overtime and this kid, I can't remember his name. I wish I really could. He was a super nice guy. And uh, and we got to know each other. We started having a relationship. And uh, so one day, and of course, the plumber was being this way behind his back, right? Like to his face, he was really nice. But to you. But to me, he was saying like, yeah, he was not being nice. So, uh, so. <laughs> It was really funny. One day I'm in the basement. We're doing plumbing, me and the plumber. And I hear this guy come in and he goes, hey, I, I just got to take these jacks. I just got to borrow them for a minute. So I, so the plumber was, uh, actually the plumber was upstairs and he was talking to him. And he's like, so I ran upstairs. And like, this is the relationship we had, like between me and you, right? Like I was like, just like a black man stealing other people's shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> like this is the relationship. And he looked at me, he goes, it's in my nature, bro. Can't help, yep. <laughs> <laughs> but you should have seen the look on this plumber's face because he he had the balls to say that behind this kid's back, but he wouldn't. Mm. Say, yeah, he wouldn't say it to his face. So, like to me, to me, there's racists out there. Like I will not, I will never deny that there 
are shitty people in the world. Like you, right. anyone that would say that that is not a thing is just kidding themselves. Exactly. They're lying to themselves. That is, is a system racist. Okay. What system? Like I have to be, I feel like I have to be more convinced of like, I, I think it all comes down to maybe not individuals, but then there's a, just a certain group of people maybe that are really that awful. Cause I just, well, I'm one well, of those people like I got to feel and touch things in order to make it real. And like, I just don't see it in my everyday life. I don't see it in my, you know, like, and I know just because I don't see it, like it's anecdotal if I see it. Like, so I right. know that just because I don't see it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And again, I don't see the world through your lens. So like, I get it. Like I'm, and I'm really trying, but like, um, but like every time I try to break it down in my head, it like comes down to like uh, another guy that I was working. He was working for me. Technically I was a supervisor and I was like, it's like, Hey, you know, you grew up in North Carolina and I was like, Hey man, you still like, do you still experience stuff? You know? And, uh, and he was, and it and again, I was asking him about like the systemic thing. Like, cause again, yeah. I'm like trying to understand it. And, and he, and he's like, yeah, he's like, and then he told me a story about his, his fifth grade teacher telling me that like, that telling him that he shouldn't marry white girls because like they don't you know you don't belong with white people hmm. and i'm like well i was like that's a shitty person but what about the system you know what i mean mm -hmm. like in like, uh so then he you know told me about some employment woes that he had and again you couldn't nail it down to the uh, system you just is yeah 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 it's like it's just people it's just generally people and then are people the system but people are the system, bro. Yeah. And because yeah. because they're the ones that enforce it. But the system itself, if if uh, why aren't there any black owners in professional sports? I thought there were. Isn't uh, uh, -uh. isn't the uh -uh. Cubs like the they, Cubs own? Uh, they they're they're partial. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because they will not. And that's why I used to tell people, like, I love Barack Obama. Yay, we had a we had a black president. But I used to tell people, I used to, have to tell shitty president. I'm sorry. Like, I hate I, it. I but don't. all presidents are shitty. So I you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like I have no love for any of them. So like, so, like I get it though. I get I get where you know there's but, pride there. There's pride. What I had to what what I had to tell people is that think about this. Because this was the selecting and the electing thing. Mm -hmm. uh, at the time, Obama, as great as he was for black people, he was a pacifier. If if we and 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 people don't think that that is a thing, but when you have, uh, it's the same reason where um, I can't remember who said it. I want to say it's Plato, but uh, or it's either him or Socrates, but bread and circuses. You you entertain them and you feed them. You keep them fat and you keep them entertained and you can do yeah. whatever you want because yeah. they will they will they will go to because everybody's about self gratification. Everybody wants to feel good. That's not the world. The world is damn we really do have to have an abortion conversation. I don't know why, because we're not having men, men aren't having babies, but then you get, you tell women that they can't, and I'm getting to the point about the system. Yeah. The same system that is telling women, hey, you don't know what to do with your body. You can't have an abortion. They are giving trans people 
quote unquote freedoms. If I'm a man and I feel like I'm a lady, I can I can win woman of the year. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not a woman. But we've got something for that. We can make uteruses. So you can make a man a woman, but yeah. you won't let a woman tell you what to do with her. Tell, tell her, you know what I'm saying? Control herself. These are the, this is systemic. So to bring it back to race, if there would have been, when Bill Belichick sent that text, yeah, it would have been no uproar across the league if there was no racism involved in that system. Because as soon as that text broke, not just that one guy, the entire league started talking about it. You know what I'm saying? And then you got guys like Tony Dungy and Lovey Smith and all these black coaches that are coming out and telling you, oh yeah, I dealt with that too. It took me 12, 15 years to get my own team just to be the head coach. You know what I'm saying? I had because, and it's like that with quarterbacks. You know what I'm saying? It was like that. I played baseball and basketball. Baseball was my first love. But it, when I wanted to be a pitcher at 12 years old, they're telling you, ah, oh, you should play center field because you've got speed. Bitch, I got an arm too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But see, a pitcher, a quarterback on those on those fields, they're more cerebral. So the system is set up. Basically, you're telling the black athletes you're not smart enough to play this position. You can play these grunt positions. Not saying that there aren't white players in those positions, but do you understand what I'm saying? That's the system. Now that you mention it, I mean, I don't really know a lot of black pitchers out there. Exactly. And then when you do see them, they make a big deal. And then it's like he's got to outperform all the white pitchers to be considered great when he can't be mediocre. A mediocre white pitcher or white quarterback is going to be considered good when we know he's trash. But this uh, this black quarterback or black pitcher has to perform above and beyond just to be called good. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's nothing that you can it's not tangible. It's never tangible. Oh, it's gonna take like another ten episodes. Yeah, we will. We'll talk all night. You know what I mean? <laughs> Seriously, um, tell me about your stand-up, man. You've done stand-up. Like we are both comedy. I mean, if people can't tell from this episode, right? Right? Know. Like they're, they're slow. Like, yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> they gone full. You know. Um, uh, do you so, want to know how it started? Yeah, like what what drove you towards it, like, and how did it go? Like, uh, because you were you were pitching uh your stand up uh on Instagram pretty hard, and I wish I was in Florida, man, because I totally would have showed up. I would have loved for you to be there too, man. Uh, So, like, uh, so I want to know what drove you to stand up. Who's your favorite, and how did it go? Okay. 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 Well, I kind of. I've had the knack to make people laugh my whole life. Uh, But it wasn't until I was about 35. So this is what, eight years ago, seven years ago, where people around me, they were just saying it more often. You should be a comedian. You should be a comedian. And I'm like, ah, whatever. It's yeah. it's because you know me. You know what I'm saying? It's really different to go stand in front of an audience of people you don't know and make them laugh. You're only laughing. A lot of people fake laugh, too. 
Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Oh, but yeah. um, 2018 um, the, was the first time I stepped on a stage. It was November 18th. I'll never forget that. That was my, I'm only, I'm only four years old. You know what I mean? I'm about to be four in, in November. But, um, but uh, the, the lady I talked about earlier, um, Kesma Davis, one of the biggest influences in my life, I uh, used to date her. And she told me one day, she was like, once, once you started, once I started the podcast, she was like, why don't you try it? And I, just like I did back in April, I threw, the, the first time I stepped on stage, I didn't go to an open mic. I threw a show. Uh, about 250 people came. Damn. Um, and, and it was, it was hard. It, I like, and I didn't bomb. I, I killed it. But it was my introduction to the life. Now, my entire life, just like you, I've always watched comedy specials comedy specials no matter who they were i'm watching whole hours of comedy i'm watching uh i love comedy funny movies all of that i just love to laugh like that's yeah. one of the main things i have between me and my daughter like, i always she, say life is hard enough like you like to, to unwind and have someone make you like like just like gut laugh like mm-hmm. and laugh at yourself and laugh oh yeah, yeah for sure for sure and, that was that was my introduction into oh shit you got to write these jokes you can't just you can't just and and then every joke is really a point you're trying to make you're just yeah. using this example so once i started studying comedy and people like Lenny Bruce and Louis C.K. and Patrice O'Neill, Red Fox, Richard Pryor, George Carlin. I was like, all of these guys had something to say. That's why they were comedians. It wasn't simply because they wanted to make people laugh. No, they had a real point. So once I do that in 2018, I see I can do it. Um, my, my Dave Chappelle said something when he won the Mark Twain Award. He uh, he said he was listening to a podcast and he heard Patton Oswalt, another great comedian, mm-hmm. um, who threw Dave Chappelle under the bus. But yeah, kind of. But but at the time, <laughs> but at the time, Dave said that he heard him on a podcast tell the the interviewer he was like nobody does good their first time. He was like, wait, I'm correcting myself. Dave Chappelle. <laughs> did did great his first time. I was there. I saw it. Um, as a matter of fact, it's funny. The first time Dave Chappelle did uh did stand up, it was him, Brian Regan, and Ellen DeGeneres. Oh, dude, I love Brian Regan. Me too, dog. Me and too. I honestly, Ellen DeGeneres, her old stuff was really good. Hell yeah. She Hell just yeah. turned into such an asshole. Like that's that elitism, man. The money, the money changes you, dog. It's like now, but like, yeah, her old stuff is really good. Even Rosie O'Donnell's old stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dog, I'm friends with Mario Cantone. Oh, really? Man. Yeah, like yeah. He's, he, we he's follow funny. each other. Yeah, he is, dog. He he really is. Like in a yeah. real life, like Mario yeah. is one of my like closest. He's my only celebrity friend, if you want to call him a celebrity. But like we, we are. Um, well, I mean, in the comedy field, he's he's a, he's a legend. He's yeah. a legend. Yeah, and, he's a yeah. and and he and we talk. We don't we don't talk as much anymore. You know what I'm saying? Because he's just busy and shit. But yeah, okay. but 
I remember him telling me, he was like, man, Will, it's good to know that somebody knows me from my material and not just that one Dave Chappelle episode where I was the gay guy talking about, you know what I'm saying, talking about gay shit. And I was like, so so these things really started to make me it was one day I was I was talking to um a chick I was dating and her friend she just literally said that shit she was like you talk like you're on a stage like when you you know what I'm saying and you like you pace back and forth you and you're and you're funny like every 10 15 seconds I'm laughing. Like, are you trying to do that? I'm like, nah, I'm like, I'm just talking. Like, if you think that shit's funny, <laughs> then that shit's funny. Yeah. But but um once I once I did that first show and I saw that I could do it, I could make people laugh and I and I worked on the material, I was like, Oh, I can do this. And then what Dave Chappelle said happened to me. He was like, What Patton didn't tell everybody is that yeah, I killed it my first time, but the next three, four, five, six, seven times sucked. I bombed. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And that's yep. that's when I knew that I was a comedian because I didn't lose the love for it. When you bomb, it's 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 something I don't know how to describe it. All I know is that it's it's funny to me now when I bomb because <laughs> if I'm the only one laughing, it means the audience is broken. Like Colin Quinn said something that I saw on an HBO special a long time ago. He was like, you guys do know that that this is a interactive art. This is, you know what I'm saying? The show has nothing to do with you, but we're a team. So if I bomb, we bomb. Because I, I told these jokes in a whole different place last week, and everybody laughed. So, so there's something wrong with you if you're. Not, so once you once you break through that, you can write about anything. Now, a couple months ago, when I threw that show, that was me wanting to put out my first special because I had been doing this for three and a half years. The pandemic kind of fucked me up because I couldn't yeah. get out and, and work the clubs like I wanted to, but I could go to different comedy shows every now and then. And um, the original idea was to try and do it from my house. And that was not popping because unless you're somebody like Norm McDonald, you're, you're going to need, you need the audience. But I was just like, you know what? I've got new material. I, can't get to the club like I want to for, for like the last year. I just worked on the shit that I came out with in April. And when that when when that shit is called, don't be so hard on yourself. Um, I was going to name it like 30 other things, but after that night, that's what I ended up calling it. And I had an issue like what we were talking about. Like I pissed people off. Somebody had a problem with me saying baby dicks and <laughs> And it was, see, 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 you're laughing. You're laughing because just hearing that. Funny. Fuck. Yes, yes. Now, now, now I got to tell you what, what the joke was. <laughs> no, don't do it. I don't want to hear it. I want to I wait until I hear the stamp. Don't do it. Are you sure, don't, man? Because. Don't it for me. And then everyone on here needs to know that they need to go buy that. Oh man! Well, basically, I'll I'll give a I'll give a short you get version. overview. I'll give a I'll give a short version. Of right. Basically, the reason why I was saying baby dicks is <laughs> I was making <laughs> I was making the point 
uh, that because I'm a child. It's yes, yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm immature. <laughs> but, but the point of the joke that the the real punchline of the joke was, what do we really know? Because it was the premise was, I was that it's so hard. Like we said at the beginning, it's so hard to know what to believe and what not to believe. And the premise was that, cause I started the show with that. I was just like, uh, you know what I'm saying? But uh, I ain't gonna tell you exactly what I said, but yeah. my whole thing is people are stupid. Like I told people, like, I lost a lot of people during the pandemic and people were like, oh, I was like, oh no, don't be sad. They're not dead. They're just idiots. Like I just, uh, I just, uh, they're dumb. That's a good joke, yeah. You know what I mean, and and I and and I told uh, it's made up. Louis C.K. does that a lot too. Like he'll be like, yeah. I was in a cafe. It doesn't matter which one it was because I'm lying. But uh, <laughs> and he'll he'll just go on with the joke. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and um and so the premise was I heard a con- I overheard a conversation. Which if you're really listening to the joke, I'm being an asshole. I'm somewhere eavesdropping not minding my business you know what i'm saying i'm listening to this other conversation where if somebody was doing that to me i'd be like what are you doing mind your business but anyway what the whole conversation was was oh i heard uh i heard rappers have to suck baby dicks to get jewish lawyers (laughs) and right Right. And then that turned into the other person they were talking to was talking about the flat earth theory and all this shit. And then and and I was like, the problem that I had with that whole conversation is, yeah, that sounds outlandish, but I don't know if rappers are sucking baby dicks. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 do, do they? Is that because I can't get a Jewish lawyer? I've also never sucked a baby dick, but I don't have <laughs> access to baby dicks. So, you know what I'm saying? But they might have, they got money. I don't know what they have. I don't know. We don't know. So, I can't just tell this person that they're crazy because number one, they're going to know that I was eavesdropping and I wasn't minding my business. Number two, I don't know. And that was the real point. Like we hear things all the time and we just jump on the side yeah. and be like, that's unbelievable. That can't be happening. We do that with our country all the time. <laughs> they wouldn't do that to us. Yes, they would. It's and, and the only reason they do it is because none of us would believe that they would do that. So who's to say? And that was my whole thing. I was laughing. And saying, I don't know if they saw baby dicks. Somebody off in the crowd was like, come on, man, move on. I was like, I was like, so I just kept saying baby dicks to yeah. see how many laughs I could get. I call it the baby dick debacle. Like it's it it was Or oh, you should have called that guy a Jewish lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> and what you're I mad. you're just mad. Dog. And I told and I and I was like, and, and to me, mm-hmm. outside of the show he basically proves my point when it comes to you got you laughed at everything before that yeah i, I talked because i talked about because basically the the gist of the entire special is being a dad um the issues that you deal with being a dad it was relationships and then it was culture red uh, uh white versus black racism versus prejudice everything that we basically talked about tonight kind of like those are the three areas that i stay on especially relationships because 
there's just things about men that women don't understand. And there's things about women that men don't understand. And we never take the time to really try and understand it. We just be like, well, women, y'all are crazy. Uh, <laughs> and, and men, women look at us, men, you're crazy. So we, but it's so much more to it. You know what I'm saying? And things that are that you have to dig, 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 dig and get to to make people really look at themselves. That's that to me is why I love comedy. My favorite comedians. I don't have a favorite one. I can give you five. I can I can give you my top five. I can't wait to hear this. These and these are in no particular order. It's almost yep. impossible. Yeah. Dave Chappelle. Yeah. And he's and you know what I'm saying? Jerry Seinfeld. Okay. Excuse me. Yep. Louis C.K. Yeah. Patrice O'Neill. And then it's like a tie with Richard Pryor and George Carlin because they were literally the same. They they oh. talked about the same social commentary, one from a white man in America's perspective, and one from a black man's black man in America's perspective, and that that is kind of who I try to be um until i because i being four years in i'm still developing my voice like who i like eddie murphy no eddie murphy is still a legend to me yeah like there's a lot of five yeah the my top five or you know what i'm saying are those because yeah i'm like i'm trying to think like i'm trying to burn through see george carlin i didn't like when i was in my younger years because i wasn't politically aware He's one of the people that I had to put on there late because I yeah because I, honestly now I love him. Yep, his bit about bomb, uh, bombing brown people. Man, his bit about just words. yeah. When you listen to that, you're like, Whoa. oh, like yeah, I shouldn't be laughing at that. Exactly, but uh, see, it's funny because it's that, true. <laughs> and, right, and that's why I love yeah. um, that's why I love Patrice yeah. O'Neill because Patrice O'Neill said something that I try to do. And this is what any great comedian should be trying to do. He said, um, never, never. As a matter of fact, another comedian, Paul Provenza. I don't know if you know about that, about him. Oh, uh, he he has, well, he had a show called The Green Room. You can go look him up on YouTube. I might send you a couple episodes where he would have a panel of uh, different Every episode was like five or six comedians and they would just talk comedy. But he did an episode once where it was all on the same same panel. Bob Saget, rest in peace. Yep. Who was great and people did not understand. No, not at all. Oh my God. <laughs> You're the dirty son of a bitch. Right. Right. Orful house. <laughs> Roseanne Bo. Weed? Did you right. Dick for Coke, right, bro? Anybody that saw that the first time when they saw Bob Saget say it, and and then the dude behind him when he said, "Did you ever suck dick for Coke?" The, dude, the black dude was like, "Huh? <laughs> Have you?" Like right now, right? So, so uh, he had on the panel. He had Bob Saget, Roseanne Barr, Sandra oh, Bernhard, Peter yeah. Gould, and Patrice O'Neill. What happened to Bernhardt? 
I don't know. I think she's still, you know, you know. I think around? with 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 com with comedians, they're kind of like magicians. They're, I mean, not yeah. magicians, musicians. My yeah. bad. That shout out to Nate Bargatze if you know about him. His yes, dad, I love Nate. Nate is the shit. His, his dad was a magician and a clown or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! So he said that was his only his only route was to go to comedy. Yeah. But um, but what Patrice said. Oh no! Before I say that, um, yeah. musicians and comedians are never all the way out because they're always writing. They're always, you know, what I'm saying if we don't see an artist, yeah, I, just, I haven't seen her for like ever, like yeah, even like a decade at least. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, yeah. But on this on this particular episode, um, Patrice was like, at no given time should a hundred percent of the room be laughing. And they were like, what are you talking about? He was like, no, half of these motherfuckers need to be fucking terrified. They need to be like, what is he talking about? They need to be confused. They need to be distraught. They need to be upset. And then the other half needs to be laughing to expose the, the other half's bullshit to themselves. You know what I'm saying? So, it, yeah. and, and one thing that he does, well, he did, and I try and do this, um, sometimes not so successfully is the first thing out of his mouth he's trying to turn the room against him because he's going to spend the rest of his time on stage getting you back oh yeah like patrice like said some crazy shit mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah. crazy shit but do you remember uh, uh what was the show with colin quinn where he had just had comedians on there and they tough were, crowd tough crowd great show like like uh Greg Geraldo. Oh man. Oh man. Shout out to Greg. Rest oh, in peace yeah, to him. Dude, I miss him. I miss him so much. He is so he was funny. brilliant. Oh my god. You know he was a lawyer? I had no idea. He was a lawyer. Like that's the great thing about comedians. Is he like, they, uh no, I think <laughs> I'm he, just he, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that was the last name with Geraldo. He was yeah. probably like but see that's funny though. He that's just funny to me. <laughs> I get, I got it. That was the Jewish lawyer. Did you, you remember? You I, got, I got it. I threw it back. I threw it back. See, uh, right, like he, he kills me. I love that guy. Like I was really, like I'm not really devastated when celebrities die. Like I don't care me either. Like because they're just like another person to me, really. Yeah. But, like Robin Williams and Greg Giraldo. Like I was like, eh, fuck yeah. That yeah. kind of things. Like because yeah. I like them both. I like them both a lot. Like Robin Williams, I grew up with. Like you oh, know, man. we Doubt all did really. And, like all his stand up and Mrs. Doubtfire. Like all his movies. Like I mean, come on. Like how do you not love this man? Like straight uh, up, he was uh, like the white Samuel L. Jackson. He yeah, played every <laughs> role known. You know, like and when I saw like one of my favorite movies of all time is Goodwill Hunting. Oh yeah, great movie. And, and the fact that he's not funny in that movie at all, that Awakenings with Did Robert you, De Niro, yeah. you know what you I'm saying? The world according to Garp? No. Oh, my God. You want your mind blown? John Lithgow plays a tra uh, transvestite. Um, he, what? Dude, it's like this movie will blow your mind. I, You got to see it. The world according to Garp and Robin Williams. Oh. It, it is really like... I think I was like sick one day, so I just sat down and like watched this random movie. I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, he's isn't, crazy. Is, isn't it crazy how that's how yeah. you find but it's like a serious the... role? It's a right. serious role. Like, it's not a comedy role for him. And like, and it, yeah. You, you know what blows my mind, Brendan, is that those times like that, 
when you're kind of isolated and you're yeah. looking for something, yeah. you, you don't know exactly what you're looking <laughs> it's for. Weird stuff. Yeah, but sometimes that weird stuff is some of the greatest yep. shit ever. Like yeah. I couldn't right now. If uh, you ever seen the movie Idiocracy? Oh fuck yeah, <laughs> dog. That's that's our country, man. Oh my god, you're no kidding, no joke. And, and I and I and I and I came like water across, like out of a toilet, right? Right? right. And in the whole the whole uh, the whole president being a yeah. celebrity and uh, like, oh, he's the, you're, you're you're no no he's not a celebrity he's a wrestler <laughs> he's but, a, he's like a world uh what is a WWE wrestler he's like right but, but, everybody up but it's like but they were making a play on yeah oh Tony Ronald Reagan. Yeah. Donald Trump, and that was way before the Trump era. Like <laughs> Mike Judge, yeah. I already, I already knew he was a genius because he gave us Beavis and Butthead and King of the Hill. King of the Hill, yeah. But I did not know how influential he was in the underground, like not just writing community, but all those shows that are comedic and satirical. Like they look at him like a god. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's up there with Matt Groening from The Simpsons. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I think that that's always been a vein that I can go to. Like, uh, can I tell you one last story about my daughter? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Um, and this is going to sound inappropriate to some listeners, but this is hilarious to me. And we bonded off of this shit. Now, me and her mom and her stepdad, we all smoke weed. Okay, she's she's seen it. You know what I'm saying? She doesn't. Uh, excuse me. She she knows that it's an adult thing. But a couple weeks ago, I was calling her. It was like three, four days in a row. I'm calling her and she's not picking up the phone and I'm hitting her mom up and her mom wasn't really telling me much. She was like, ah, oh, she'll give you a call. You know what I'm saying? So one day. She ends up calling me and she was like, Dad, I'm sorry. My bad. Uh, and she just goes and she's she's fast talking to me. So I already know. She's trying to get you off subject. Yeah. And she yeah. didn't did something. She got in trouble. Right? You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? That's why she wasn't. She couldn't have her phone. She's the she leads the league in getting her phone taken. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And she don't even be doing nothing perverted like what you think kids do. Like she just like will say something to her mom that her mom don't like and it and to me i laugh at it because i just tell her mom like i'm sorry that's that was pretty me. funny that was pretty yeah funny. <laughs> and that's the me that's the me and her that did yeah. that that's why it irritated you but um but she she was like dad i almost died i was like hold up what the fuck are you talking about she was like <laughs> um you, you know we got out of school and i've been at home um I got a hold. I got. I found mom's vape pen. Oh shit! And uh, I was like, and you know how you you listen. You're like, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so she says. So I hit it until I felt something, oh, and then cool. I had a panic attack, and I thought I was gonna die. And I was like, and for like 15 minutes, I laughed at her and told her stories about me, but I laughed at her. She was like, why are you laughing at me? I was like, baby, you know that, number one, you're not going to die from weed. Number two, yeah. it ain't happening. If, if you did, you would have been, you know, what do we say at your funeral? I would have had to be the first dad 
to, uh, you know, what I'm I would have made history because you would have been the first person <laughs> to, to ever, ever die from weed. <laughs> and then now, what do we do? We can't, you know, what I'm saying like you put me in an awkward spot. You know, I was like, yeah. please don't do that again. How do I you not know? make a comedy bit about this? Exactly. <laughs> like it's it's so many things. Like she's like just being a dad. Like her going into puberty and her having breasts now. Like that's awkward for me. It made me think about Louis C.K. talking about. Uh, his daughter's having sex, and his friend, his friend was like, "I don't know, man. My daughter, I don't know. She's she she's got a phone now. Like, what about the dicks, man? What about what he was like? I don't know why, but my friend was just scared of these dicks. He was like, look, first of all, you have nothing to do with that. They're not going to come to you about that. That yeah. you have nothing to do. <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? But that's basically." A woman's life is it's just a blizzard of bad dicks. Like it's, <laughs> and I was like, he's genius. But once you get that, you can you can get over yourself and you can actually talk to your daughter and tell her what to expect from men without being an asshole instead of being like, Oh, you're never gonna date. Like, yeah, she is. And if you try and keep her from doing it, she's gonna do it behind your back. Gonna do it then, harder. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And yeah. my biggest, my biggest fear, no lie, when it comes to being a dad, is being so disconnected that something happens to her. Like, God forbid she does get sexually assaulted or raped, but because of what she thinks I'm going to say, she won't tell me. She'll just keep it to herself because dad is an asshole and he can't get outside of himself and you know what i'm saying and really that's what made me really start to look at women and men and all that yeah, I think she, already, she already told you that that's not the case right well it her telling me that keeps me cognizant all the time that yeah. I, because it can always because now she's in the middle of being a teenager yeah. she's about to be 15 right now in a in textbook She's we're not even supposed to like each other right now. Yep. Yep. And and when and that's why it means so much when she tells me that. So I have to always, always check myself. You know what I mean? And and remember that I can always ruin it just by being her dad. <laughs> so if I can sure. and yeah. even though I do ruin it, I have to. Yeah, say that. Yeah. Say what you were saying. No, just by existing. Like you'll ruin it just by existing. You're her father. You just like you, you exist, so you ruin that relationship. Period. Like she'll just be angry at you. Yeah, but no, I. Even so, like I think, like she said that already that you're the reason, right? Like that she wanted to get better, and I think maybe if you just remind her constantly that you, you know, hey, I'm just here. If you need me for a sounding board, right? Like I mean, I hope that 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 would be enough did i lose you i don't hear you my bad bro i, I had muted my mic i was my like, bad, like hey where are you <laughs> no 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 my fault man but you're spot on you're spot on with that because just yesterday she told me um she was like hey i need you to know that i'm thinking about you all the time even when it seems like i'm not and I was like, what was that about? And she was like, I don't know. I just feel like you needed to hear that. 
And I was like, damn, man, I don't know what I'm doing, but I thank God that I'm doing it because you are you are helping your dad right now because it's hard. It's she's a communicator, man. That's awesome. Like that that is super like I'm I'm so glad that she's just willing to open up to you as it, it does it does wonders for me, bro. It keeps me from oh, snapping. I can't imagine. I'd be so happy to hear that. From my- Dog, it's coming, bro, because yeah. from what I sense from you, yeah. you're that dad, man. Like, I, I really do get that from you. That's, you know what I'm saying? Even the way you talk about how you and your wife co-parent and the way you've had to sometimes, sometimes you take a back seat and you let her drive, man, You because you understand, you know what I'm saying, the structure that you guys are building with your kids because you you're you got a you said nine seven and two yep bro yep. you you think of it you are and you you really you have the you literally have the future in your hands right now so everything that you do and say really means a lot right now with them because i feel like you're gonna have mad moments when they become teenagers where they're really gonna come to you and be like hey pop man what what do you think i should do i didn't do that with my parents till i was in my late 20s yeah same early 30s man because i just felt like they didn't get me you know what i mean and i and i think that we we as dads we're we're kind of overlooked, you know what I mean? Like, uh, like even when it, I think Ali Sadiq, he's another um, comedian. He was talking about how we get shitted on for Father's Day. Like Mother's <laughs> Mother's Day, they go all out. You know what I'm saying? And and anytime you're you, you see the draft, they're always thinking their moms. You know what I'm saying? They're, it's never. Yeah. Yeah. Hey man, I thank God that my dad was at work all the damn time because <laughs> if he wasn't, I wouldn't have been able to play football. I wouldn't have been. You know what I'm saying? If he some so it's like haves and have nots. Like sometimes it's 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 weird that I really think that your podcast in general. Whether you're joking or or doing a serious episode, I think you're really helping people, dog. Because you just from our our episode tonight, you've asked questions and touched on issues that, like you said, not even 20, 30 years ago, five years ago, and right now, some people are not having these conversations with their kids, and we're where it starts. Yeah. If if you're whether your kid's great or if he's an asshole, it starts with their parents. You know what I mean? And I I just I don't know. I, I feel like I'm just like rambling now, but I don't know how to portray that to you. I need you oh, to uh, know that. Thank you. I and I I am purposely trying to be different and trying to be better. Uh not that I think my parents were awful right like i said i love my parents right. they did a good they did what they thought was right absolutely uh, but i tell my kids i love them all the time i hug yeah. them as much as i can i kiss them as much as i can right. uh, uh right. even my boys you know my nine and seven year olds i uh you have to man yeah can we talk about that real quick sure hell yeah because um back when uh my daughter was first born i don't even think she was a full two years old um i remember i went to church with my parents once and a guy that went to their church 
he had three little girls and he pulled me to the side that Sunday and he was like, Hey man, I, I see what you're doing. And I, first I thought he was being a creep because, yeah. you know what I mean? Because I'm, you're like, you're probably, like you said, you, you, you hug and kiss your boys, but you're probably, especially with her being two years old, you're probably like, we're, we're like their first boyfriends yeah. for our daughters. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I know you gush on her. Oh, so, yeah. so he, he told me, he was like, Hey man, as she gets older, you're going to need to keep doing that. And I was, <laughs> and I was like, what are you talking about? He was like, and and this is for any dad out there listening, not just me and Brendan. Yeah. Especially with our daughters. Do it with your sons too, but especially your your daughters, because he said, as they grow up, when you're given when you're giving them love like that for nothing, when you just pop up and pop up in their room and kiss them on the forehead, you know what I'm saying? Just tell them you love them for doing nothing. They understand they have ammo. So when dudes try and manipulate them. And be like, oh, if you love me, you're like, no, oh no, I don't have to do anything <laughs> for my dad to love me. Yeah. My dad loves me even when I hate him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he makes sure to remind me it's like a subliminal, subconscious thing that we build in them to whether no, no matter what comes with them, they know what real love actually is you know what i mean nobody can placate it and and try and and try and uh get over on them because they always have a reference point you know what i mean so you keep doing that shit because that's that's part of the reason why when you see them be good to each other and other people that's why it makes you feel good because it's like ah that's that's me um, that's because that that's who you are. You you're not you're not a shitty person. You know what I mean? You're and you may not well, love. Maybe sometimes, but yeah, but well, you're human. We all are. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But <laughs> but general generally, I yeah. can tell that you you love people. You don't uh, want people yeah. fucked up. And nah. feeling bad, you, you if they're around you, you want people to have a good time. You that's why you you won't give yourself credit as a comedian because you understand comedy, but you still make people laugh. Yeah, so, I, I, it's funny. Mm-hmm. One of the uh, one of the other podcasters that I talk to often is tells me he says you're really funny, and I'm like I don't think so. <laughs> I don't no. think so at all. <laughs> Straight up, <laughs> I do. And honestly, I this went. What? Because we probably have to shut down soon. Yeah, we're almost three hours, <laughs> right? And we and, and, and I, up, totally. right. That's right. Did you did you even expect that though? No, not at all. I mean, I no, no I knew we were going to talk long, but I didn't. No, not three hours. No, and see, that's a and testament. Like we could keep going. We could keep going. Yeah, man. And like you said, this would be the first of many. It could no. because oh, because yeah. because and I want people to pat themselves on the back more often. You have to give yourself credit for that because you could have been like, you can still be cool and be trash at having a conversation. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? And then this wouldn't have lasted an hour. You know what I mean? So I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you letting me come on your platform. You know what I mean? No, I appreciate you. Thank you for, uh, thank you for, you really invited me. Uh, We, (laughs) (laughs) after I called you out. (laughs) Hey, 
we didn't even get to talk about the whole thing. But, no. but you know what? It's never going away. Yes. Yeah, that's that's, that's so always all of you that don't know we were going to talk about uh gun stuff uh right like, yeah gun laws and all that stuff so gun sh- and school shootings and yeah, yeah but i but, think it was better like this because this was a little yeah, bit like introduction good introduction heck so, yeah we'll 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 yeah. be buzz killingtons on another episode <laughs> <laughs> straight up I, I can't tell you how this was a blast. So it was definitely uh, worth the wait, right? Oh man. Oh, it was like one thing after another. Last week, and of course, after we spoke, like like 10 minutes after we so my computer restarted and like, <laughs> it, like it like updated like without me knowing. And I was like just about to get on with Will. And I was like, I was like, oh, son of a and it said like yeah. 36 minutes but of course like 10 minutes after i said hey man yeah we're just gonna have to reschedule it like popped up i was like you bastard but i didn't want to bother you it was a final so i was like ah whatever and so, and you know what though and this maybe you can maybe you can use this moving forward yeah because i've started looking at the things like this it wasn't time no no yeah it was uh, just simply wasn't yeah. yeah tonight was the perfect night and 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 uh, we talked about even though you're watching a game show when I called you, but but, see, <laughs> but see now, but now that right there, yeah, that see, my dad says this thing. <laughs> he he says this just to, on a dad note. My dad, yeah. my dad always takes little things like that, and he says, "Oh, that could preach," and I'd be like, "Shut up!" <laughs> I'm like I don't hear that shit. Like, but but basically, what he's telling me is like, "Hey, man, there's a lesson there." Yeah. Like even in like. We we tried this weeks ago. Yeah, we did. You know what I mean? And and it didn't and, and usually it would discourage you, like where it's like, oh, this is never gonna happen. Or I could have been like, Brendan don't want to do this, man. He made up that computer shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> or or you could have thought the same thing about me, like, oh, he yeah. don't really want to do that shit. You know what I mean? And then I even forgot <laughs> that we had tonight scheduled and yeah. you hit me up and I was like, oh shit, no, I gotta do this because this this for me, this is a universe thing. Yeah. This is a universe thing. I don't care if three people hear this episode, me, you, and one other person. You know what I'm saying? I feel like this is going to open up so many different dialogues with with in our own circles and with the people that are our regular listeners we can kind of i can push them over like they'll be more willing to listen to dads worldwide now yeah man i you told me like hey we 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 might be able to make this like a monthly thing i'm like now i'm ex- i mean i was excited before but now i'm like totally excited this hell yeah hell yeah and it, you know, like you said, like I, last week when my computer like started updating on its fucking own, like when it, <laughs> out of the blue, dude, I was so mad. Like it, it happens every time and then because I, so it's my fault, right? Because I procrastinate. Like it says, hey, you want to update now? And I'm like, no, go fuck off. I'm busy. But, <laughs> like I, I have stuff to do right now. Like because usually when I open my computer, I'm making a podcast or I'm going live and I'm talking to people. And, you know, so like every now and then the computer just says, no, no. 
fuck you i'm just gonna update <laughs> straight up and that was one of those times and i was just like i went upstairs to my wife i'm like you have got to be fucked. like this is the worst time possible i'm like i said we already had to reschedule last week i was so mad right right so mad. and 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 that's and that's the part uh, that can oh, preach yeah. is that yeah. that anxiety that we both yeah. had because yeah. you were thinking that and no, i was I thinking really, i really wanted to record an episode with you so i was oh, like it was so like i like i had like i actually done like some uh like the websites that i were looking at for the uh for the gun stuff and like i was yeah. looking at so you were taking like, notes i was like already like i was ready like oh yeah so, like, <laughs> Yeah, that means a lot, man, because I don't think there's camaraderie like that inside this podcast area, Um, because I I think that you a lot of people I've seen them. I've I've seen it. I've seen beefs online, like on, on social media where I had to like there's only like a handful of you guys left that I still follow because you're you're simply about your content and you just want to you just want to speak your piece you don't care about how many people listen you're not you're not trying to ram it down people's throats you're not competing with another podcast you're just simply doing brendan and that's what i love about that shit because there's so many different ways to do this one thing that we call podcasting you know what i mean yep but since since you started it off (laughs) since you started it off i'll i'll end it and what i what i love to ask um any guests that i have is what do you want to tell the people what do you want them to hear as we sign off Let's see. Uh, first off, don't forget to look up if you don't already follow Trill Spill Whitwell on Instagram. You Thank better you. do it right now. Thank you, bro. That's Same thing. Do. Same thing with dads. Wait, yeah. say yours too. You gotta say yep. yours too. Daz Worldwide. So uh, on uh, Instagram, it's Daz Worldwide Podcast. Otherwise, you get gay dudes with. Uh, <laughs> No, it's legit. I'm telling you, it's legit. It's just that's worldwide, and it's gonna be good. And they're really nice. You should actually follow them too. Okay, they're very nice. That was awesome. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, yeah. And then otherwise, it's just Dad's WW on like Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff. But um, yeah. Uh, follow us up, and then but no, seriously, hit hit Will up uh, on his podcast. Uh, it's why I love him. Is he, he speaks truth and uh man he's willing to have a conversation and that's just like that's like the best thing ever i I love it thank you man i love that too about you man man tell these people something man what you want the people what you want the people how what you want the people to hear that's it follow us (laughs) check us out oh man well now for tuning in like i mean i don't yeah man, i don't know who's going to be listening but uh thank you and uh it, and if uh listen i said something that offends you i want you to send will an email <laughs> <laughs> no, i'm just kidding hate mail at dad's www.com hate mail i want to hear i want to hear what i said that like really set you off so yep <laughs> Hit me oh up. man, hit him up, hit him up, guys, and I'll and I'll, and I'll say this: uh, keep your heads to the sky, 
and out of your ass. <laughs> You know, straight up, man. Brendan, man, my, my laptop was not plugged in. It is oh, getting sure. ready to go cut down? off. It's about All to right. go down. But, man, I appreciate you again, man. We got to do this again. Oh, dude, this was awesome. I, like, did not expect this at all. So, hell yeah, let's do it again. Yeah, have a good night, brother. All right, you too. Peace. Well, rather than leave you with just an abrupt ending, I figured I'd jump back on here. I do. I, listen, I do want to hear from you. I want to know exactly what you think. Uh, I and I said a million times, I, I really enjoyed the conversation um, and I've gotten nothing but great feedback, but I want to hear from more people. So what did you think of the episode? What did you think of Will? Uh, and uh, yeah, and hey, if you have any suggestions for the show, give them to me. I may poo-poo them. Maybe I won't. <laughs> All right, folks. I do appreciate you. I appreciate Will. Uh, man, so much fun. And uh, thank you for listening later dads worldwide loyal listeners possibly you